So we want to introduce our exciting guest tonight. He's a regular contributor on Wounded Hearts program. He's a father, grandfather, business owner, been an affiliate Church of God for over 40 years. And moreover, friends, he's been through that dark period, being wounded, being hurt, but how he came through is miraculous. So we just want to uh, thank Brother Edwards tonight for being here, and we're glad to have him on the program once again. Good evening, my friend. Uh, good evening, brother. Good evening. Appreciate you having me on the uh, program tonight. Good. Thank you. So, friends, again, if you have questions, you want to get them in early to Wounded Hearts, and if you're just tuning in, don't forget if you've been wounded or hurt or left for God, you've not been forgotten about. We want to reach out to you. Let me know we love you. We want to do all we can to see you restored and healed. So don't forget you're not forgotten. Brother Ray, to our questions tonight, we were talking about reality with recovery. And friends, it's important that we do take those inventories to find out where we are and then begin to move forward. Because if I don't know where I am, I don't know where I'm going. So, Brother Ray, how did you take inventory of your spiritual status during that dark time in your experience? Uh, well, let me see. <clears throat> well, the first, thing, the first thing I always knew was I was saved. Okay, I knew I accepted Jesus Christ. I knew that he uh, died for me. I knew he was resurrected. I had uh, proclaimed my salvation. And so what what happened is the the those the the city around me or the brotherhood around me seemed to be falling down. And it seemed to be doing things that were contrary to God's word and it began to do uh, things that uh, you, you don't know. And so I think sometimes where people get in trouble is in that time, uh, God wants us to walk with him. He wants us to love him. He wants us to follow him. He wants us to emulate him. He wants us to have our own experience. And so in that time when, when, when brethren and people around you are not behaving properly, uh, they have a tendency to want to pull you into their, their anarchy, into their craziness, and, and want to blame you or cause you to feel bad or or maybe you don't you you feel bad about thinking something that you ought not be thinking about somebody, and so you you have to the inventory that I took throughout all my experience is I had a I had an anchor in Christ Jesus, and so that was that was what held me as as I even though I wasn't seeing what I saw in the Bible like it ought to be, and even though I saw uh, there were people attacking me and false brothers and my my family was being uh, treated horribly and and, and, and it was. It still, I could come back to the fact that I knew God did have a people. I knew God did have a church. I knew God uh, uh, did want more for me, and he wanted it better for me. And, and during all that experience, I did get a taste of the way I believe it ought to be and the way it should be. And, uh, like, I, I got a friend of mine that uh, eats some ribs one time. And when you get it, once you get a taste of them, you always want <laughs> them. <laughs> so the Lord, the Lord said, "Taste me to see that I'm good." It's good, yeah. So, so if you get, it, it's very important for people not to get caught up in religion. 
a lot of people when they when they first get and I want to tell you when you first get saved or whatever <clears> people keep your experience real with God and real with Christ and don't let people pull you off into their their little codes and their little ideologies and their little Ray let me let me stop you there you mentioned that word experience twice uh, how does one maintain that experience when they're going through that dark time how did you maintain the experience going through that dark time? Well, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's sort of like the question, how did uh, uh, David maintain the experience when he was fighting the lion? How did he maintain the experience when he was fighting Goliath? And so how, how do you maintain that experience? Is you, you keep it current in your heart and in your mind, and you realize that you, you come to the knowledge that, hey, I'm doing battle with the devil. And so, and so I'm not going to say all throughout all the time that I was perfect. Sometimes I was uh, fed by the earth. As they say, I was out in the wilderness and I was by myself and I knocked on doors and people wouldn't have nothing to do with you and, and all that sort of stuff. But the, the anchor, the Christ, that's why it bothers me when people, uh, they, have a, they have a church spat or they have a church problem and they give up on God. Uh, God's not, God, ha- God has never done anything bad to me. Christ has never mm-hmm. done anything bad to me. And if there's anything that, that I'm lacking it, or anything that's not there, it's because of me. And so I, I, somehow or another, I got that understanding in, in the beginning of my salvation that, that, that God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. And if I'm not getting what I need, it's my problem. It's my fault, not him. And so, so I think some people, people might use uh, problems and church problems as an excuse to just go be in sin. And, and, and regardless of what you go through, you don't have a right. You don't have the, you don't have the excuse to give up on God. And so I want to encourage you to get back in love with God because God ain't hurt you. He ain't done one thing wrong to you. He hasn't offended you in any way. People do. Uh, human beings do. People who call themselves people of God and men of God and preachers of God and saints of God, they'll let you down. They'll hurt you. Sometimes they're de- sometimes they're deceived in, within themselves. And, and they think they're doing good, but in reality, they're not. But please uh, stay connected with Christ. Even even in, I put it this way, even in in my experience over my journey, and I told I told some folks, uh, you know, if I even though I love God and I hadn't forsook him, I felt like if I died where I was, I might not be in a good shape. And so, but God was faithful in that he finished, he began, continued to do in me what he started. And he's brought me back to, a, a place of repentance. He's brought me back to a fellowship. He's brought me back to uh, the battle again. I'm in the fight again. I'm in the in 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 in, the, in trying to win souls and trying to do what's right. I got a, a purpose and a reason. But but I had it's sort of like Job. It, it's sort of it's sort of like Job never gave up on God no matter what happened. And he's a good example of of what we should do, no matter who false brothers come or a chart. See, we're not we're not saved. The church ain't saving us. Christ saves us. He puts us in the church, and that's that's sort of like where we get our food and our substance. But Christ is our salvation. And so we've got to have that Job in our heart. I don't know why I had it. I don't know why I got it. I, like you said, most people, I know a lot of folks, did you mention the word church of God? And they'll, they'll put an X up in front of you and say, get away from me. I don't want to hear it. And and so, but they're also not worshiping God either. You see what I'm saying? They don't, they don't want the church. <clears throat> seemingly want Christ either. And that's, that's a bother. I mean, even if you, even if you don't want to be per se, quote, Orthodox church of God, you can still say, save. you can still 
do godly things, you can still have a good heart. You can still have a good spirit. Uh, you might find yourself with a group that maybe is not like you knew all the time, but you don't, you don't give up on God. And that's, you just don't. And, and, and take an inventory. I, I, I tried to stay honest with myself. I started to look at myself from, from the eyes, the way God looks at me and, 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 and say, okay, this ain't right. This is right. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I, and I continued to, I continued the hunt. That's another thing. I just, I didn't give up. I mean, I, God said he had God's word promises you some things. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, God, I'm going to hold you to it. I won't. And so I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get it. That's why I feel about it. Any questions from our listening audience, Mr. Director? Not at the moment, no, sir. Ray, you also mentioned the idea of honesty. Is it important for us to maintain our honesty with God going through these difficult times? Oh, yeah. The worst thing you can do is deceive yourself. I mean, the Bible says, uh, uh, you know, casting gang powers and the principalities and imaginations. So we're in a constant uh, battle to cast down things that aren't of God. I, t- I testified the other Sunday. I said, you know, I was just in a uh, imagination storm. It was like it was like uh, it was coming from every direction, and and and, and just all kind of thoughts, and ideas, and, and and just like just imagination, imagination, imagination. So, but what I did is, uh, God says, God says, stand still. He said, just stand there a minute. And then and then he come back and then he come back then he come back and said, I didn't say you stand tell you to stand still and be quiet now. You know, stand still and rejoice. And so he, he he doubled up on it. And so and so as time went, the imagination's uh, sort of like a heart. We just had a rainstorm. After a while, you go out there and the sun's shining, and the birds singing, and life's good. And you wonder what in the world is that all about? So, I've so- heard of the imagination station, but not of the imagination storm. <laughs> but I'm going to make a note of that. That sounds pretty good. Oh, to yeah. our questions. To our questions. <laughs> Everyone you turn was another oddball thought. You know? Oh, I understand. I understand. There we Is is attending church services important? And if so, why? Is attending church services important? And if so, why? All right. I was attending church services religiously and and uh, got myself where I did. So it's not just attending church services. It's tending the right kind of church services. <laughs> in other words, you don't want to just go to church because there's a church out there. You want one that is that is uh, that is uh, that is unified with Christ. You want one that in uh, that question. I don't know if I can bring it into it, but see, God wants us to be uh, one with His Spirit. Uh, what does that say over to Ephesians, brother? You remember? Uh, Which let, one? Let me read that. This man I got. He says. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit right. in the body of peace. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, there's one body and one spirit, even as you're called into one hope of your calling. So when we get saved uh, and, and, and put on the, the path of holiness and are in, in the path of light, and God wants us to walk in that light, what he says. But now, he don't want us endeavoring to connect with just any spirit. Okay. He wants us to endeavor. There's only one spirit, one faith, mm-hmm. one baptism. So God wants us to to be perfect in the fact of becoming one with his spirit. Okay? Mm-hmm. Endeavoring endeavoring to be one with his spirit. You know, a lot of people have got saved and they and uh and they and they and they start up their little group, you know what I'm saying? There's there's a few of them, and, and then they read that scripture says uh 
that we all speak the same thing, to be no division among us. And so they want to take that as unity. The next thing you know, they're all dressing in the same clothes. They got the same house. You know what I'm saying? They all wear the same tie. Uh, they all uh, uh, go to the same amusement, whatever it is, whatever they're allowed, they feel like they're allowed to do. And then, you know, they all drive blue cars. Mm-hmm. But then as time goes on, somebody gets a red car. Well, now there's a problem. So now they got to see, they, they've been, they're supposed to be endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit, but they were endeavoring to keep the unity of themselves. And so, and so, so they, the first thing you know, then you got a, several of them, you got some of them on blue cars and some of them on red cars. And then the next thing you know, they get in a fight about the red cars and the blue cars. And so then they decide to have the, the red ones decide to cast out the blue ones, the blue cars. And maybe the blue cars, they don't care what color cars you are, but the red ones are dogmatic about you got to have that. Also, then we have a church split, and we, and then as it goes on down, they go to war. And, 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 and it, throughout history, uh, Christians have so-called killed each other with stuff like that. Point, so, well Point well taken. Point well taken. Just so so the, the you got the red car, the blue car, and then and then and then lo and behold, we say we have a church split. We want to have unity. So instead of having unity of the spirit. We want all the people to get back with the cars. We either want everybody to have blue cars or we want red cars. But we're still not endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace and love and soul. God said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your brothers yourself. So we're not pressing into that one spirit because if we did, we wouldn't care what kind of car you had. We wouldn't care where you dressed. We wouldn't care what you did. It would be of no importance to us. But they'll, they'll, then they want to have unity. So now we're going out and trying to get everybody to get back together with the red and the blue cars. But guess what? They get in the parking lot, and they one the red would see the blue, and the blue would see the red one, so they get mad at each other. Yeah. Point so, well so, taken. Question yeah. for you, Ray. What changes did you make within yourself as you realigned with the church? Did you make any personal changes within yourself? Uh, well, yeah. As as I began to, as God began to bring me back to His people, and back to a place where. Uh, I felt comfortable that I was worshiping with some people that were endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. Right. You know? And so, and, and does that mean I'm not worried about being deceived about where they are or not because I have Christ, but he wants me there and he wants me worshiping with him. And so as I came back, I, 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 uh, I chose to go to the altar. I, I told God, I'm sorry. I repent. Cause I'd been living out. I'd been just living out. Not, not in sin, so to speak, but I, I wasn't, it wasn't a cleaner life that it could be, and it shouldn't be. And so I made adjustments in that, okay, here I had for the last few years been doing whatever I wanted to do, go wherever I wanted, talking to whoever I wanted to, uh, go here, go there, religiously, just whatever I felt like doing. So when I when I came back into the restraints of an assembly, I knew that I had to, and now I had a pastor. And so then I wanted, uh, then I knew I had to submit to uh, so to what was going on in what he was in his in his realm of authority. I had to I had to submit to that. I first repented, and then I wanted to get back right again. And uh, and then I was willing to sit in a congregation. I've been faithful. I hadn't I, I may maybe hadn't missed in a year or so. I hadn't missed but one service. And I drive uh, four hours and twenty eight minutes one way. Wow! 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 Ray, you're talking to someone tonight who has stopped attending church services. They've not gone to church in maybe six eight months or a year. What is your advice to them? Well, why did you quit going? That's number one. Did, okay. did, did you quit going because, uh, you know, that, that, that's a trap. 
when you start looking at people in, uh, well, I'm not going because brother so-and-so uh, drives a blue car. You know, I mean, I just, I, I can't put up with that. I'm going to go leave. But if, if you, if you left for a just reason and maybe the folk make uh, some congregations become Ichabod, the glory has departed. Some people, some congregations, just cause God's with a group don't mean he's always with a group. But I don't say that to tell anybody start looking around their group wanting to split off. But uh, why did why did you quit going? Did you quit going because you got tired of praying, or you got tired of of, uh, of, of obeying? You get tired of submitting? You get tired of uh, doing God's world? I mean, what? Why did you quit? And so, and and if it's if it's because you didn't have uh, confidence in the fellowship, there's another fellowship out there. God will bring you to some other thing if that, if that was the true reason. But a lot of times people get crossed up in their spirit and the first thing to do is blame the preacher or the brother next to them or the sister or the congregation or they want to find somebody else to be the reason why they're not doing what they ought to do so that they'll feel justified and so and so uh why why are you not going and so if you're not going because you just got lean in your soul and you and you and you didn't feel like you was worthy to go or you felt like maybe you was ashamed to go well, there's help. There's hope there. God loves a backslider. Yeah. Uh, God died for you. Christ died for you. Uh, God wants you in His fellowship. He wants to. He wants to hold you in His arms. He wants to. He wants to cuddle you up. He wants to show you so much love. And I realize mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes uh, people who call themselves God, uh, people of God, they get on the maybe not so much. They lose the the thought of the love. And and so if we lose that, we're in trouble. And so God loves you. See, that's one thing that kept me, regardless, is I knew God loved me. Amen. I knew Amen. he loved me. I knew he died for me. I knew it was my choice to, to, to live like I was living or doing what I was doing. But I wanted to get back. I wanted to get back to where I, I, something I once had. And so I wanted to get back to that. And so I knew I had to conform as well as find somebody else. And, and you know, when you come into a group, uh, they have to learn how to put up with you. It, is, it ain't <laughs> the way <laughs> because I, you know, I, I got to learn to put up with them. They got to learn. That's part of that's part of endeavoring. You right. see, that, that, that's that right. part of of endeavoring in the bond of peace to keep to. to but I want to conform to God's spirit, and mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be, I want to have God's spirit in my life. And I, I don't, I'm not cared. To, I don't. I love Brother Moon, but I don't want his spirit in my life. I want Christ's spirit in my life. Amen. And, Amen. So, so why did you quit? Is it just because you don't want to serve God right now? Or is it just because, well, why? And so you need to examine why. Because regardless of why you're not going to church, that's no reason to give up on God. And that's Amen. no reason to give up on Christ. Uh, you can stay home and pray. You know what I'm saying? To, to you pray to the answer comes. You, you can pray. You can fast. You can seek God. You can, uh, Just because something's going wrong. And God will work it out for you. He will. He's funny. Amen. But if you, if, you Friends, show, I- if you show you love him. He's definitely going to prove he loves you. Friends, our time is just about gone. If you have questions, now is the time. You can go to YouTube and type in Church of God in Macon, Georgia, or call us on our 1-800 number. In the last few moments, one more question for you, Brother Ray. How you're talking to someone tonight who has been hurt and they have a problem in forgiving. It's tough for them to forgive. Any advice on how a person can forgive, what steps they should take, or how they should go about it? Well, God brought me to this. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
And if we're conforming to his spirit and we're becoming one with his spirit, then we will understand that forgiveness is part of our salvation. And God will say, look, he said, I looked down after they didn't forge me, beat me. And I, I was fixing to go into hell. I was fixing to die. A I fixed to die as a sinner because of you. And I looked down and I said, Father, forgive them or they know not what they do. So how can I find fault with anybody when God didn't find fault with me? And so how, how can I look down and say, oh, look at them. They treat me so bad. And I'm hanging up here on the cross. Just zap them, God. Now, God said, for God, forgive them for they know what they, not, they don't know what they're doing. And so people who have offended you and who have hurt you, sometimes they've got under a delusion. They've got under a spirit mm -hmm. and, and understand that, that they're trying to find, maybe they're lost their way or maybe they're trying to find a way. But don't take it personal. Just understand that. Be let Christ be in you. Let him be that healing bomb. Let him and be willing to forgive. I don't hold I don't hold no ill will against anybody. Never have, I can't. Amen. How can I hate and love at the same time? Amen. How can I love you and hate you? And how, how can I love you less? and love you i got to love you 100 i've got to love you as christ loves you and so for do that i can't hold anything and so if you think that god's got for you you've got to let go of any venom or any vile or any any bitterness or any i know that sounds like oh just let go of it but what you do is you you die you let yourself die and let christ live in you and he that life that he lives in you will be so much fuller than that hate you had you'd be more than glad to get rid of it Amen. Uh, Amen. So just let God feel you. Let him love you. Let him show you how to love. Let him show you how to forgive. If you were dead, if I'm dead, how can you offend me? Mm -hmm. Paul says, not I liveth, but Christ liveth within me. So you come up and slap me in the face or, or you shoot me or you, you do something to me. If I'm dead, what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. And so uh, you, you look at Stephen as he was stoned. He looked up into the heavens. I want that kind of experience. Amen. And everybody can have that kind of experience. If they're willing to to be one with the Spirit of Christ and 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 let that let that take over them to where they're so in so engulfed in God in loving God that they don't have time or the space for hate. Or, well, how can darkness get in if you're filled with light? Okay, and light is love. So if you're full of light, light how are you gonna let all this hate in? So just friends, let it go. Let it go. Friends, friends, our time is just about gone. At the rate tonight, I, there are a couple of folks who are listening tonight, and they have been hurt. Would you lead us in a word of prayer tonight for those who've been hurt, those who've been wounded, and need help from God tonight? Would you do that, please? Dear gracious God, Heavenly Father, we Lord, uh, we thank you. We're, we're so, so, so blessed to have you in our life, Father. We're so privileged to be uh, that you showed mercy to us, that you sent your Son to us. Father, you know these souls that are out here that have been hurt, they've been misused, they've been uh, cast aside, they've been beaten. Lord God, uh, come into their heart, visit them in a special way. Show them, Lord God, that you love them, whether nobody else does or not, Father. You're that you're that healing bomb, Lord God. You're that you're that God that healeth us, Father. So help them, Lord, to come to to just reach their hand out, or let God just put His hand in theirs and and let them be uh, cuddled and hugged and sweeted again father and let them come back to the to your to your bosom lord god and just like christ gathered his uh the chicks under his wing father help those that have been hurt and been wounded to let go of it and just come back let god love them amen. don't hold it against god we give you the praise amen amen. Amen. amen amen we want to thank brother Reed tonight for his insightful 
insights on this subject. We have been working with the counseling perspective of reality with recovery. And friends, this podcast that we have is by Church of God for Church of God. Many have been wounded, cast aside, forgotten about, but we want to reach out to you even tonight, every 37 o'clock, to let you know if you're hurting, we are here for you. And we want to discuss in dialogue, in, in situations, in counseling, that we can pursue those three things, forgiveness, reconciliation, and healing. Brother Ray, thank you. Wounded Heart staff, thank you all so much. May the Lord bless you. Amen.